whoever wants to start. Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. I hope you're doing all okay. A very different episode tonight, not the future of the franchise series like we've been doing so successfully so far. We have got more of them to come in the future, whether it be live or pre-recorded. However, this one is more of a special episode tonight. You may have seen it on our social media already today and at the weekend of that was advertising it. A very special one today. We are going to be focusing firmly on the Green Bay Packers and as you can imagine, in the, well, in the last hour, last hour and a half, two hours, the news that is coming out of Green Bay has only added to more of the drama of what we're going to be talking about with the Green Bay Packers. We've got a couple of guests, we've got a couple of familiar faces on as well, some guys joining us, some guys joining us for a little bit, then going off again. We're going to be talking all things Green Bay Packers, that might not be for everyone, but for the NFL fans out there, it's always interesting to talk football, and obviously it's always very interesting to talk Aaron Rodgers, what a tantalising attraction that he has been in Green Bay for such a long time. I mean, it's going all very crazy there, Aaron Rodgers, and we'll see what will happen in the future. But we've got lots of guests on to talk about this with us. While we're here, though, I will talk about the full 10 Yards podcast. Very good friends of us here at the Franchise Tag Podcast have been since the very beginning. They are doing, uh, they've just, sorry, released their season guide for the upcoming season in 2021. It looks fantastic. They've put a lot of hard work and a lot of effort in there. You can buy it online now. And if you use the discount code TAG, which is specifically for us here at the Franchise Tag, that will get you 20% off as well. So I recommend you guys go check out the full 10 yards guys as well and their brand new season guide. So Without further ado, here's some of the guests that we are having on this evening with us. So I have two very familiar faces in Adam, uh, Adam Martin, the Red Gambler, as we know, a familiar face on this uh, program. We uh, also have Ash of Ash in the NFL, also a familiar face on the podcast, becoming more of a uh, person involved in the podcast, but also runs all of our social media and a not so familiar face. But a familiar name in K Fantasy Sports, we have Rich King joining us as well, who runs King Fantasy Sports and the UK Fantasy League as well. We're going to have others joining as well. Hopefully we've got Sam Paniatovich joining us, uh, who's a betting analyst for NASN and Fox Sports. And we also hopefully will have Jay Andrews, uh, the co-host of the Third and Two podcast and First and Goal pod over in America. Uh they may join us. They may join us in a bit. They may join us later on. We, we just don't know. These live things, you never know what happens. It's live television, people. Anything can happen. Um, so thank you, Adam, Ash, Rich, for all joining me and for this Green Bay Packers focus episode. Uh, lots of news, Adam, coming out in the last two hours about the Green Bay Packers. Some surprising, some unsurprising. You said it felt like you were going back in time with the Randall Cobb maybe getting traded back there. Your Aaron mm. Rodgers still sticking around. Just get Jordy Nelson back. And what, what year would that be? 2014? You feel a bit like that now. That is that is all we need. All we need is Jordy back, um, you know, and we'll be we'll be flying. So it's uh yeah, it's all been a bit surprising, to say the least. Um I, I think we all kind of knew that really Rogers was most likely to come back. Um, and that they were going to work it out because otherwise it would have been a bit of a disappointment for everyone all around. But uh, yeah, I mean, the idea of Randall Cobb coming back is definitely a bit of a, a bit of left field. So uh, yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. But um, it's the one thing with Randall Cobb is obviously it might take reps away from Amari Rogers because they do kind of seem like a very similar uh, similar person to in the squad. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what uh, what else comes out. 
Yeah, it, well, hopefully there's going to be new, more news coming out. I think all of us, well, me as a host on tonight, you guys as Green Bay Packers fans, I think you've all got Twitter up, all got the news up to check out what's going on as it happens, as it comes in. Rich, what a mad 24 hours it has been. I mean, only it was only last week we talked about doing this program. We were talking about how it was so much up in the air still. And then last 24 hours, last two days, really. Loads of cogs have been working. Loads of people have been talking and things have definitely dramatically changed from what happened, what was in the conversation last week. Yeah, I mean, these things are always fast moving though, aren't they? So, you know, I think, I just think with the off season, it's it's almost like they just wanted, all wanted to have a bit of a break. Uh, as soon as they kind of sit down at a table, you know, you're talking, it took less than a day to get sorted. So, um, I mean, I heard that actually one of the one of the things that Aaron Rodgers insisted on was actually Randall Cobb coming back. Um, so, you know, that was like one of the terms. If he was going to play, then he was going to get Randall to come back to Green Bay. So, as Adam said, it kind of makes me think the uh, the the Rodgers pick in the draft was a little bit wasted now because we're not going to see him. If if Randall Cobb's back, then yeah, he's going to fill that slot role. Um, it would be interesting to see what we do. Uh, just I, For me, my biggest concern is still the offensive line. Like We let a couple of pieces go in the offseason, including Corey Lindsley, who uh, is one of the best centers in the NFL, hands down. So it, it's all well and good having these, uh, you know, bringing back your star quarterback and bringing you know, another receiver. But if you've only got 0.5 seconds to throw the ball because you can't get blocking up the <laughs> middle, then uh, you know, it's very, very little point. Well, if anyone is capable of being able to get that ball away and be able to make good of a bad situation, it is Aaron Rodgers. Ash, the photos came out, Aaron Rodgers, the plane, the reporters were there at what I presume is not called Green Bay Airport. Uh, Maybe Green Bay Airport or or Airport of Wisconsin, or I I don't know why it's called over in Green Bay. But the, the plane was there, the reporters were there, everyone was saying it's Aaron Rodgers, he's coming. He's then photo today there in his Dunder Mifflin t-shirt, looking very... Very slick back, looking good, sporting a good beard as well. For you as a Packer fan, how did that make you feel seeing him finally come back into the building? Um, I think you've literally said the word I was going to say. I was just, I was thinking just finally. Um, I think it's no surprise that he has come back. I think ultimately, um, I would have been really surprised if he'd, you know, just resigned, given up basically, or gone elsewhere. Um, but I think I was just super excited. I think I was messaging a couple of you guys late last night as well, saying that I was like a little kid at Christmas, um, getting so many messages off other people as well. Um, I was just super keen to kind of hear the news that was coming out in terms of his contract and stuff as well. Um, And then finally, I think, you know, when you saw the pictures of the plane and you saw him turning up at camp and stuff today in his T-shirt and everything, I was like, okay, that's proof. Like he's legitimately back. Um, But I don't think we're completely out of the waters just yet. Um, there's still a lot of like little details I think that need to be um, ironed out um, and everything as well. Um, but I'm just excited. Um, if it is his last year, um, you know, let's hit the ground running um, and let's get to the Super Bowl, um, really, to be honest. Well, that's the, it's the heights we all aim for, that is for sure. Uh, Rich, there's got to be a pinpoint, hasn't there, where this suddenly went all so wrong. I mean, we, we sort of saw similar argumentative situations when Aaron Rodgers arrived in Green Bay with Brett Favre, disagreements there. Brett was clearly not very happy about Aaron being there, both very 
big egos within the room there and Brett had done so well at Green Bay. New guy comes along, looked to replace him, even though he was at his best, really. It's then spanned back around with Aaron Rodgers and the Jordan Love situation. What would you what would you be, you know, pointing at saying that was not the start of the end because it's not ended just yet. What's crazy is this saga is going to continue and I think going to continue for a long time. But where did it all begin? Where was the pivotal point? I think it was the Jordan Love being drafted. I mean, you know, for seasons and seasons, it, Aaron Rodgers is constantly just saying like, look, I need offensive guys like around me. Like I have Adams, who is one of the best receivers in the NFL. But outside of that, you know, you're looking that we were drafting people in the third, fourth round and hoping that they'd stick. Um, so I, I think that was probably the beginning of the end um, because I think he just finally thought, now you guys are just bringing in my replacement and you've not given me anything throughout my, my career here. No free agents, no nothing through the draft. Like I, I can only do so much. I mean, the, I, I I almost feel bad for him at some points because you know you see him out there and he's like, it's just like he he feeling like he has to drag the offense to a victory, you know, in terms of elevating their plays. I mean, if, if you've got Robert Tonyan who was a wide receiver and then becomes a tight end, and he's what he he had fifty nine targets last season, so fourth on the team in targets. That's not great. Mm. You know, he, he's not a Travis Kelsey. He's not a, you know, mm. uh, a receiving tight end as such. And, you know, you got Aaron Jones second on the team with 63. This isn't, this isn't a team that he particularly, I think, enjoys playing in. I mean, you know, you got Adams, but then outside of that, you've not really got anything that you can hang your hat on. Well, as we're talking now, we have got uh, Jay Andrews joining us just here. Jay Andrews, the co-host of the Third and Two podcast and the First and Gold podcast, also runs the Pass the uh, Cheese podcast. We also have Sam Paniatovic uh, joining us, betting analyst for NESN and Fox Sports, host of Chicken Dinner Sports betting show as well. Sammy, firstly, I hope I didn't butcher your surname. I feel like I did pretty well. It rolled off the tongue. Um, And thank you, Jay, for joining us as well. We just got on the topic of really pinpointing where this aggravation in Green Bay started. And it'd be really interesting to get your both both your perspective on this. And I I feel like it may be a little similar. But Sammy, we'll we'll start with you first. Firstly, actually, firstly, thank you both for joining us. And uh, Sammy, we'll start with you. We just had Rich saying it it was the draft, Jordan Love. Is that where you would pinpoint that this all went a little bit downhill with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers? I think it's the lack of communication with the best player in the organization, right? I think that's where it starts. I mean, you could pinpoint a couple of different scenarios, but the fact that he's been the guy and he's been their rock and he's been over reliable for so long and he was completely stunned by the selection of Jordan Love. So I think that's where it starts, but there were several situations along the way where you could tell that this guy's not happy And I don't think he's going to retire here anymore. And I think the more you, you know, not to compare Rodgers to Favre because they're completely different dudes and they do different things and they've done different things as far as, you know, PR and contracts and all that. But like Favre was the first real guy that I thought, you know, he's never going to leave. And then I I didn't think Tom Brady was going to leave New England ever. So like it sort of started with Favre where franchise quarterbacks, they don't stay forever anymore. And that was the first moment when they drafted Jordan Love. I thought, man, 
this guy might not retire Green Bay Packer. I would have never thought that, though, up until the selection of Jordan Love in the first round of the draft. Like, I think that was the tipping point. I think there were several things along the way that made him unhappy, but that was really the focal point that really ruined the relationship. Jay, the stuff you have in the in behind you, the Green Bay memorabilia there, is just absolutely fantastic. You're clearly such a passionate fan and a, a long, a long-standing Green Bay Packer. What was your reaction? I mean, it's a year, it's a, over a year ago now. It feels like it's still so recent. It feels like it could could have been the 2021 draft that this happened, but it was the 2020 draft. We've had well, we've all had a, a lot of crazy things happen from that point to this point now. But Jay, for you on the night, what was your reaction to all of that? Um, I wasn't surprised in the least bit. Um, it, it's the MO of this franchise to set itself up and always think about the future and their excuse. They've got a great built-in excuse for it. It's kind of a cop-out, but it's a built-in excuse is, well, we have to look out for the future because we're the only franchise that has to worry about 40 years, multiple generations of ticket holders selling out this stadium we can't afford to put a bad product on the field because these guys have already paid for their tickets. It's this big. So it's, it's a great, it's a great story. It makes for a great PR, you know, PR push, but it's a really kind of a, you know, after getting to know players and the way things run uh, in the NFL and even the Packers, it, it's kind of a cop-out excuse to underpay and uh, kind of a, use and abuse and kick out players a lot differently than a lot of other franchises do around the league. Yeah, that's a very interesting point for sure. Uh, I, so it's all come out of his contract. The The 2023, uh, it seems to be that's been now chucked away and the contract's been reworked and his, it's now been voided the 2023, which now it's 2022 is going to be his last year. This in a lot of people's minds is setting up for a trade or some sort of scenario at the end of the 2021 season. It feels a bit that way. You never know. What what Adam and Ash have said to me repeatedly is, as Green Bay Pakistans, we just want this to end. Sammy, th this is still not ended. We may have got a bit of respite from this and the media may now calm down from this. This is not going to end now. We're, just, we're going to be talking about this exact same conversation probably this time next year, aren't we? And this is why it makes it so tough to analyze. Like my job is to explain what things mean in the betting market. Like, you know, my boss will say, all right, well, what do we think of the Green Bay Packers? The hell if I know what this team is going to do this year. <laughs> I mean, the most important player on the franchise just made the entire offseason about him, whether he realizes it or not. And, you know, he posts the, uh, the image of Jordan and Pippen with the last dance and, you know, insinuating that him and Devontae Adams are going to give it one more go around. If I'm the... I don't know, 35th or 44th guy on that team. How do I view Aaron Rodgers? And when things go bad, if things go bad, I should say, because they're still a very talented football team, 13 and three the last two years, two straight trips to the NFC Championship game. When things are good, everything's fine. But if they stumble and they go two and three or they start three and four, then what happens? And then is Aaron Rodgers all that serious? Like, it's impossible to handicap this team. Um, you look at some of the Super Bowl markets, like the odds, for example, Kansas City's the favorite. Then it's Tampa Bay. Some books have Green Bay number three. So the expectations are there. The hype is there. This team has won 26 of its last 32 regular season games. But I don't know how that room receives him now. And I don't know what the hell happens if they start off poorly.
Do they make the change to Jordan Love? Do they trade Aaron Rodgers? Like this, this team has such a high ceiling, but they also now, because of the shortened future with Aaron Rodgers, they have a pretty low floor too for rock bottom. The disruption Sammy, factor is definitely wrong. Oh, sorry, Fred. No, no, uh, Adam, Sam, please go ahead. You, I was just going to ask you about, um, have you seen any changes in the betting since um, since the news has broken out? I mean, have they suddenly become a lot shorter than what they were? So I can tell you this. On Friday, the Green Bay Packers were favored to win the NFC North. Let's just keep it in the North, for that matter. Uh, the Packers were about minus 140. So you lay 140 to win 100. The Vikings were plus 250, so 100 wins 250. And that sort of made sense. When they got those retirement rumors out there, though, one book took Minnesota and moved them to a favorite. So Minnesota was then plus 130, and the Packers were 2-1. to one. Nothing even happened. It was just like that's – I think that's the point here. He is so important to this Packer regime, and he is so important at that position that even the rumor of him not being there moves the Packers from the favorite to the second favorite. Like, nothing happened. It was just all hearsay. <laughs> um, the Vikings are now, as you can imagine, but we're, we're sort of right back where we started. It's all come full circle. So the Packers were favored on Friday. The Vikings were favored on Saturday. And as you can imagine right now, the Packers are favored again. But that's how much power this guy has. He is so important to the Packer future market. And, you know, we saw win totals. Like, I don't know how much y'all dabble in the win totals, um, these are regular season numbers. And before the rumors on Friday, the Packer win total was nine and a half or 10. So like Vegas expects them to win 10 games after the report that he might retire or force a trade. Some books went down to like seven and a half, seven. So the sports books are telling you that if Aaron Rodgers isn't in green Bay, he's worth like three full wins. That's, it might not sound like a lot, but that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's certainly what a lot when you're wanting to win some money that's for sure uh rich as a as a, as a non-packer the only non-packer here clearly um i look at this in a different view sometimes in a bit of a different view most franchises at one given point will reset every team starts again at some point the Packers have been really lucky that they've just bounced from one quarterback to then Brett Favre to then Aaron Rodgers. There's never been that long period of resetting of starting again. Is is this just sort of the Packers' turn where players are going to have to leave, players aren't happy there, and they're almost going to have to be forced to reset? Not maybe this, not obviously this year, or maybe not next year if Aaron decides to stay, but in the coming years, in the next few years, is it going to be doing that? Because you look at Devontae Adams' contract, Darius Smith's contract. I know he's not an original Packer, but you've also got Jair Alexander's contract that's coming up. Is is that going to be in the workings for the Packers at some point in the near future? I mean, it, it's going to have to be. I mean, Aaron Rodgers isn't getting any younger. Um, you know, we've seen Tom Brady do it well until, what, he's like 60 years old now? I don't know, something <laughs> like that. But, um, you know, like... Yeah. At some at some point, you're going to have to reset. I mean, th the issue is, as a fan, you like as as Sam just said, like with him out out there, you know, we're saying he's three wins. The team is three wins better, so you're always in with a shout if you have Aaron Rodgers on your roster, right? So as a fan, I want I want to I want to see them win a Super Bowl. So I want Aaron Rodgers there. But we are going to we are going to be seeing a reset at some point. And I mean. It's sports at the end of the day, isn't it? 
So every, you know, it doesn't matter what sport it is. I mean, you know, with the football over here, you know, that Man United team with Giggs and Beckham and all of that, like those guys got disassembled and it happens. Regardless of whatever sport it is, it will happen. I just think right now it just feels like it, it is exactly as they message on Instagram. It is like it's the last dance, right? Everything's being put together and it's just like, right, let's just give it all one shot and then just see what happens. Aaron Rodgers has taken the limelight of the Green Bay Packers for the whole of the offseason. But Ash, the Devontae Adams situation as well is also one that it seems to be hanging on a thread. Is the thread got a bit, is, you know, is it get, is it got more um, stable now that Aaron Rodgers is seemingly sticking around? We said about the Instagram post now about his last dance situation. Does yeah. Devontae Adams now take a massive look at this situation and say, well, you know, and I'm sure he has spoken to Aaron as well, personally. Um, what, what's your stance with him? Um, I think that was, I think I just massively freaked out actually when that cropped up on my phone on Friday um, after just kind of like a long working week. And then that on top of the whole Green Bay kind of take of news that we had, um, just seeing that, you know, Devontae Adams was upset as well. Um, just absolutely threw a bus straight at me. Um, but I'm quite, excited to see what comes about with him now so I remember um, I think I read an article a couple of days ago and um, he mentioned that I think the future of Aaron Rodgers at Green Bay would probably determine his future at Green Bay as well um, but I think now looking at kind of Aaron Rodgers's restructure of his contract could this offer some room now for Devontae Adams and Green Bay Packers to kind of restart talks and stuff again maybe smooth out some things and stuff for him there um, but I think it is still a bit early days. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is still kind of dominating the news. Um, I think, you know, in terms of Green Bay news and stuff and everything. So hopefully over the next, you know, couple of days, we'll hear kind of more stuff on Devontae Adams. But I believe he's, you know, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL currently. Um, so I hope he stays around and stays put, um, you know, for, for as long as he can. Just got Jay. a notification, guys. The uh, Packers have released quarterbacks Blake Bortles and Jake Dulaga. Oh, oh my wow. day. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw the Blake Bortles news before. So yeah. I, so, I, well, it's, official. it's official. It's not official until it's official in the NFL. <laughs> the paperwork's got to be filed, so it's not official <laughs> until the paperwork's filed. The paperwork's filed. It's official now. <laughs> well, we, Blake Bortles. Play boys who got famous because of the good place, obviously. Nothing to do with the, Jag the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was all to do with the program, the good place. But um, I've, Jay, while we're on uh, Devontae Adams, actually, um, the Adams contract, yeah, if if he does resign, which would be a massive positive for you guys, I agree with Ash. I think he is one off, if not the best wide receiver in the NFL. If he does, he's going to be looking at getting top dollar. He's currently, I think, the 17th highest paid wide receiver at the minute. He gets average 14.5 million per year. He's going to be looking at going for the big books and getting the big contract here, right? I mean, currently, DeAndre Hopkins is earning uh, 27,250,000 uh, averaging per year. If Adams is looking to get, what, 28 mil per year, doesn't that really handicap the Packers if, if that's what he is targeting for? And even... He might sign that because Aaron Rodgers is staying, but then Rodgers might go in 2022 anyway. So what, what does that mean going forward for Green Bay? Um, first of all, that DeAndre Hopkins contract is not 
nobody's going to use that. He didn't have an agent. He negotiated them himself. And if you look at the next contract after that, he's making over $5 million more than the number two. There is a rule in the NFL with contracts. Uh, and you see it with quarterbacks all the time. The next guy usually will take very little, just enough to reset the market enough. You never take less, but even like, the, I think it was what Bakhtiari took a dollar more than the last tackle. <laughs> so he was literally a dollar more than the highest paid tackle that got signed behind him. It's, it's, it's part of how the NFL PA works. It's your responsibility to future players to get their money so that, you know, what Aaron Jones did really stymied the running back market, you know, cause guys were starting to get 17, 18. You were going to maybe see that crack. And then you take one of the top running backs, the most touch, most productive touchdown, uh, getting running back over the past three seasons on a list with only uh, two other guys that are in the Hall of Fame that have scored 36 or more touchdowns in his first three seasons. And he takes $5 million, $6 million less than the top two guys at his position last got paid. It resets the market. So I'm not worried about that because they've already told him we're not taking the, the DeAndre Hopkins. That's not going to happen. Nobody will honor that contract because it's a ridiculous amount of money and he got lucky and kudos to him, but that's it's just not going to happen. Mm. Secondly, the Packers are in a they're screwed as it is. And that's part of the frustration with Rodgers was they got on the cap train in 2018. They, they threw logs in the fire in 2019 with the free agent splash, and they threw dynamite in the stove at the end of the year with the Bakhtiari contract. And now when it comes to Rodgers, they think they're going to somehow preserve the future and go to Jordan Love or, or whatever the heck their plan was. Really, all the information that's come out, guys, is, is this was a no-plan plan. This was like throwing a bunch of mud at the wall in the front office and seeing what sticks and hoping it all works out and you fall into a championship because you're sitting on a fence between all-in philosophy that ultimately ends in a reset and cap hell where you do have to have those reset years like the Broncos happened, like what happened with the Ravens in 2013, or you do what the Packers MO has always been and Hopefully you win a championship, but the future is always bright. The cap is always healthy, but you better have a damn good quarterback pulling the trigger and, and carrying guys to NFC championship games where his starting right guard goes out and he's got a starting defensive tackle blocking for him in the biggest game of the year. How many other quarterbacks in NFL history can you say have been in that position? People wonder why he's frustrated. So it is what it is. They'll figure it out. They're going to have to continue to push money out as long as Rodgers is playing the way he's playing. It's going to keep Jordan Love on the back burner because uh, you can't push a guy. Favre was declining. Let's be real. And Favre was an interception machine. Favre was, you know, he was entertaining and all that, but he was not the effective, efficient quarterback that Aaron Rodgers is playing at the level he's playing right now in his at his age. So it's a, it's a much different scenario. As long as he's playing – at an elite level, they will continue to to restructure and push money back and push money back and push money back until he hits the wall or they they really figure out that they have to it's time to do the reset. And even if he's playing well, it, it, we just gotta we can't do it anymore. There's there's no more room to push. So that that's kind of where this contract sets them up for. Gives everybody freedom to assess year to year the whole thing and and just move forward from there. It's it, 
I, I wouldn't be worried about whether he gets traded. I, it doesn't say any of that. It's just mm-hmm. it's the freedom for the team and players so they're not both locked in in case, like he said, the worst thing, worst case scenario happens and the, the floor drops out from underneath this roster. So I wanted to poll the room if I can real quick. I'm going to hijack the show for like 30 seconds. Um, I'm going to guess that most of you are going to go over this number, but this is a bettable thing here in the States. DraftKings has a number for touchdowns for Devontae Adams, right? And assuming they're going to go scorch the earth and he's going to get a million targets in the red zone, how does he not get more than 11 and a half touchdown catches? He, He had 18 last year. The year before he was a little banged up, he had five. But the last five years, he's gone 18, 5, 13, 10, and 12. Knowing what we know now, that this could be their last dance, and he's the best receiver in the division, and you have Aaron Rodgers. How do I not bet over 11 and a half touchdown catches? I, I don't have the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, we, we, not that we advocate gambling. If you don't have enough money to gamble, don't. And never take our advice. Go and research it all yourself. But Sammy <laughs> nice. is a very, very educated man who does this for a living. Put your next payslip on it. Put your mortgage on it. It's guy. This guy's gonna get like fifteen touchdowns. And when you've got your mansion in wherever it is in London or wherever it is in Wisconsin, maybe um, just remember to send Sammy a you know a little thank you letter. That's that's all he asks for. He doesn't need any any dollars in the post. Just a thank you letter. Um, sticking on you, Sammy. Actually, with Jay said about scenarios, so I'm gonna give you one scenario. We get to February 2022. We have Green Bay Packers representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. They've gone and made it. They've made it through all the season. The Packers they go and win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl champions for the 2021 season. Where does the next chapter of this story go? Does it become a Red Wedding, George R. Martin, Game of Thrones style, just savagery everywhere within the Packers organization? Or or do things get completely reevaluated and and then we start again? And then, then the chapter is maybe more of a happier one than the last year has been. Well, I've been reading the quotes and, and trying to notice, you know, what the GM has said. You know, we're going to build a really strong 2021 built around Aaron Rodgers. You notice he didn't say future with Aaron Rodgers. He was very specific that it's 2021, right? It's not a five-year plan. It's it's a short-term plan. So, um, you know, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I want to go to the best place where I have the best chance to win. And, and at this point in time, it's clearly Green Bay. Um, if he gets traded to San Francisco, if he gets traded to Denver, if he gets traded to Vegas, like those were some of the options that were floated around. He's not going to a better situation. Like this is the best situation for him right now. Um, I wonder though, like even if because you go back to the last dance thing, because it's very popular, you know, even though Jordan and Pippen and Phil Jackson won a title in that last season, the organization said, we don't care. You're all gone. And, and that's how it worked out. Like I, I think for the first time, Packer fans are nervous because you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Like that's the most terrifying thing that, that you don't know. And it is unknown. And you might have to buy a new number. You know, you had four forever, you had 12 forever, and now you might need to get a new jersey. Like, that terrifies Packer Nation. Um, I think he's going to play this year, and then I think that's it. If if I was going to handicap the situation, I really do think he's going to put himself in a situation where he can either re-sign at the end or he can force a trade. But it feels very final. This year feels final to me. I could be wrong. Um, but that's how the dice roll for me, at least at this point. All right, Sammy, I'm going to give you some advice that I gave my buddy Joe Lisi the other night when he was on the show. 
when it comes to anything in the world of Aaron Rodgers, there's three rules that Brandon Jackson taught me about the operation and thought process and how he operates. If it doesn't follow and fit in these three rules, don't buy it. Don't bet it. Don't run with it. Rule one, everything Aaron Rodgers does is planned out, thought, calculated, and executed to plan. And even if there's a diversion to the path, he will do whatever he has to do to get back to the path, down the road, to the destination he wants to. And you will not get him off of that, that thought process. Number two, you cannot disrespect Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter. You can't joke with him. You can't joke with him. If, he, if you don't know him well enough, you can't disrespect Aaron Rodgers because it falls into category three. He holds grudges, and he does not forgive and forget. He can be professional but he doesn't forgive and forget the reason why he is back. The Packers didn't win this. This was part of his plan. The, all the reports out there that he asked for a trade and he wanted out. No, his issues have been language in his contract language in the extensions, the way they wanted to restructure all gave the team the ability to control this man's career and legacy and push him out when they wanted and he ain't having that. If you haven't heard him speak, he vehemently said, what? I don't want to be Brett Favre. That's not me. I don't want to be a 38, 39-year-old quarterback going to a new city with new teammates and a new offense with new coaches for the last two years of my career and hope that everything works out. It's not what he wants to do. And so the last dance stuff, I get what everybody, they're trying to do all this and that. All those narratives that you guys talk about, doesn't fit, doesn't fit with calculated and planned. I want to be in Green Bay. They were not pushing. They were not giving him what they wanted. They weren't conceding. They weren't doing, they were saying the right things, but they, they kept doing what? Just throwing money at him. We'll make you the highest paid quarterback. Just come back and play. We might still be able to get rid of you after this year, but you'll still have a lot of money. It's okay. That's not what I wanted. So at the end of the day, what is the what is the worst thing in the world that this guy could do to push his point? Force retirement, right? Where did it come from? Agents. What do agents use information for? Leverage and to create leverage where there is none. What did everybody say in the national media? He's screwed. This is the team. They've got all the leverage. Okay. So I'll throw out some Instagram posts. My best friend who has been on TV saying, I got 12s back because 12 always had mine when nobody else did. And who are the two that did it? Come on now. The last dance, threats of retirement, and suddenly he's getting Randall Cobb. By the way, that trade is being finalized. He's coming back to town. He's getting personnel control from what I've been told from our information and, and our sources. Personnel control for the time being while Rodgers is there is going to go to LaFleur. He's getting... They're asking him, who do you want? Who do you want? Do you want to sign this guy? Are you interested in this guy? What do you think about that? And they're going out there and they're trying to get those guys. That's not what the organization wanted to do. That's what Aaron wanted. So bravo on his part in his camp because he had a plan. He had what he wanted. And it took an Instagram post and it took agents threatening retirement. And it, But it, did it ever get said? It was pretty quick after that. What, did it take him a day and a half? And all of a sudden he's flying into Green Bay and they're just giving him whatever he wants, giving him his giving him 21, giving him the option to assess the situation in 22. Cause it's not out. They they can't just trade him. He has control whether he wants to stay or go after 21. 
in 22. The voidable year, the year that they, the team can really go, is the voided year in 23. So essentially, this is a huge win for Aaron Rodgers in his camp. And, and anybody that thinks that he came back and, and tucked his tail – don't fit in the rules. That's not Aaron Rodgers. And if B Jack was here right now, he'd be laughing and saying, anybody that thinks that just doesn't know that man at all. Better win though, man. You better win a Super Bowl because he's he's done enough. Like, okay, we did all this. We did the song and dance. We ran around. We did laps. Now you gotta win. And if, if I would have told, you know, the five of you after they win the first Super Bowl that he wouldn't win another one by the year 2021, you'd all say I was crazy. You know what I'm saying? So like, he got what he wanted. He's back. Uh, you're right. When they traded for Randall Cobb, I'm like, wow, he clearly has the juice because that's his guy. <laughs> so he's got the juice. He's got what he wants. You got to win, though, because Green Bay is longing for another championship. And I would argue if they don't win another one with him, none of this will have mattered. Oh, it, it doesn't matter. But at the same time, like I said before, uh, if you would have told me that uh, it, after the 2010 season that – we would be in three more NFC championship games. And in one of them had two guys not fumbled. We had a chance to win with the starting defensive tackle playing at a starting right guard position and guys off the street that we'd never heard of that were signed off of another team's practice squad that week, starting as our out boundary corners in safeties and linebackers that nobody heard of. And this dude just going on an eight gun, like, I would have never I would have never expected the franchise to operate and put the teams around him and put so much on him, you know, like so yeah, I get your point and yeah, he there is more pressure on him to win, but even if he doesn't and somebody comes to him, if I'm Aaron Rodgers and that's I'm looking at them and saying, "Yeah, so what's your point?" cuz for 13 years they did the same thing to me and and we still didn't win. So yeah, it didn't work out either way, but that's football, man. Like and so there is pressure on him, but I don't think he feels the pressure. I think that's everybody else on the outside putting the pressure on. I don't think he he views it at that at all. I just view like he wants to retire. He wants to control his legacy. There's nothing more than that man wants than to go out and win. If he had it his way, he'd win Super Bowls in the next three years and walk out of here and, and retire and go start his family with Shailene. You know, I think that's what that's what Packers fans would, would would be happy with as well. Surely it would be three years, couple of Super Bowls, and then he goes off and rides off into the sunset. That'd be the fairy tale ending, I'm, I'm sure. That would truly <laughs> be the last dance. That would, yeah. <laughs> it, the, the one person we've not talked about who may have some pressure on them is the GM Brian Guntkunst. I mean, Rich, d- it, there's got to be some pressure on him as well in all of this scenario. Surely. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a difficult situation to deal with. I mean, throughout, being the GM of that team is going to be hard because there's so much scrutiny on it. Uh, You know, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, this situation has been bubbling for a little while. So he's going to feel the pressure, you know, especially if he's, you know, kind of been given a bit of a clock by Rodgers, like, I'm only going to be playing for this long or, you know, however, you know, as, as, uh, as Jay said, like, you know, if he's um if he's saying I'm gonna choose my, my legacy, then he might have given them a thing of saying, like, look, I'm gonna play for the next like two, three years and then I'm done. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure to be putting on a on a team. Um, yeah we all know the salary cap is uh well, it's it's somewhat fictional, isn't it? You just move the money around, not a problem. Uh tell the Saints that. Um but you know, we we you know, we're seeing like 
there's still we're still tight against the salary cap now could it be a situation where you're when you you say to Aaron like look if you want us to be really competitive in this next two three years like we need to push some money out like I don't know but it, it's, a, it's a very difficult situation but you know one thing we haven't spoken about with the whole Aaron Rodgers situation is like I'm sure you all saw the pictures and the video of him walking into the team facility I mean how cool did he look he just looked like he was just turning up for like, you know, like what's what's the big deal, guys? I'm, I'm <laughs> to, here. J- to, J- to Jay's point, he looked like a winner. He it, looked he, like he had the ball in his court and he knew exactly what, what yeah. he was doing. That's, that's, that's what I mean. He very he, he, walked, he walked in and just like it, it kind of you know he's not saying anything. Well, the stuff that I saw, he's not he's not didn't say anything to the cameras, but it felt like he's saying like, what's the big deal? Like he always knew he was going to be back. It was more, as you said, like creating that leverage to say, "You guys think you're in control of me? Uh-uh. I'm in control of me." <laughs> well, and I think you you need to look at the idea because I, I I know for years it's been a topic of discussion, especially in the off season of you know player empowerment, NBA NBA style player empowerment making its way to the NFL. Uh, but like with all things in the archaic, you know, business that is the NFL and in the way it operates uh, 50 years in the past, you know, that never seemed to happen. It was going to take a mega star in the right season with all the right moments. And you got Aaron Rodgers off an MVP season, one game away and arguably two terrible calls away that cost points. Uh, you know, of making it to a Super Bowl, you're never as a as a player, you're never going to have more leverage coming off of a season at a at, at a guy at his age than he had now, and that's why I I firmly believe in, in Brandon and all our sources. It, he was never going to compromise and not get what he wanted, because if he comes back, he's giving up all the leverage he has. He throws 45 touchdowns this year. 4,300 yards, 68% completion, and six interceptions. Still not the same statistical greatness as last year. And he doesn't win the MVP. You're close, but not quite as good as last year, bud. <laughs> you're, you're giving away your leverage, and you're not going to get it back at his age. So, uh, yeah, it, it's people are freaking out, but they're not realizing that – whether Aaron was coming back or not, this team was going to end up, it was going to end up having trouble eventually. The GM was overzealous without a really great long-term plan. I think he's just turned to Russ Ball and said, make it work every year and just went out like a kid in a candy store and done what he wanted. And now when the quarterback conundrum started, it really threw everything up in their face. Like, well, this is what you're going to deal with if this guy's not here. And it, it, Paints a really scary picture from the outside looking in without the trigger man at the home. Can I ask? Do, do we, sorry, do we, do we actually think that it's a good idea that a player can have this much power? I mean, I understand yes. that obviously you do. You think yes. that that's the, the look? Yeah, I will. I will tell you this. I, I've been a fan of football all my life. I've been a Packers fan, but over the last year, especially the last three months, chasing this Aaron Rodgers story down, and you know, having team sources and you know 
player side sources, talking to players, getting to know players in the Packers locker room, working with Brandon Jackson, who's a Super Bowl champion, and having off-air conversations and the inner workings and how players are and what it's like in the business of football. I'm about the players, man. These 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 guys are human beings at the end of the day. And, you know, money doesn't make you mentally tougher. Like, just because I pay you $30 million over five years doesn't mean that suddenly I became a month more mentally tough person just because you gave me a bunch of money. Like, if I have certain issues and, and certain things bother me or upset me, that money is not going to change that. It might actually exacerbate it rather than, than stymie it. So we have to remember these guys are human beings, and they're treated like numbers. They're treated like commodities. They're, you know, Brandon's career ended – Essentially, because not because of an injury, like it's always reported. It's you know, it was reported he was healthy when he got cut from Cleveland. They they essentially tell him, bring him in and say, look, we can pay the four guys that we got on our roster right now, and it costs us two million dollars less. But there, none of them can produce what you do. But we're more worried about the money and the long term. Bye. <laughs> like, and, and as a fan, if you know, that's the mentality you're thinking. So you're basically telling me you chose a cheaper salary over a bunch of, and their running back sucked after he left. They didn't do crap. They didn't have running backs. So they hurt their team to save money. But that's, that's stuff that fans, it's not, they're not going to report that like, Oh, he, what was report? He was injured. So we released him makes the team look great. Like, Oh, wow. He couldn't play. He wasn't playing anyway. He's injured. What the hell do we care? But when their backs suck, they don't go into certain team and say, well, you cut Brandon Jackson and he was really good uh, for no reason. But that's the actuality of what goes on beside hiding the scenes. It's just great PR departments out there, man. Well, it's a very, very tightly wound NFL organization. It's run very, very well. Um, to the delight of everybody else in the NFC North, I think this is going to be the end of the show. So thank you. I re I've really enjoyed having you all on. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Ash. And thank you, Adam. And I hope everybody has enjoyed this. We've, uh, I don't think we've solved the problem of the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, but we're definitely close. We, do, we could definitely do well at running a NFL organization maybe one day. Um, so thank you for everyone for joining us. That was really great fun seeing everybody and doing a bit more of a roundtable talk. If you enjoyed that sort of style and scenario of, of doing that with the Franchise Tag Podcast, then please leave us comments. Please uh, drop into our DMs because it's different things that we do and it would be interesting for us to maybe do another one of these sort of type things with uh, with stories that are very big in art, sort of encapsulating the whole of the NFL at the minute. So let us know. Carry on watching the Future of the Franchise series as well. We've got more episodes coming out of that, whether they be live or pre-recorded. Uh, and we also have our ones in the back catalogue as well, which you can also check out. Very, very close to football season now. It's just around the corner. NFL London Games tickets apparently are going to get announced very soon. God knows what's going to happen with that. Let's fingers crossed on that one. <laughs> but NFL football will be back in September and we can't blooming wait for it. Until then, cheers for joining us this evening and we'll see you all very soon.